0: What's up, man? You want to know a little bit more about me? Well, in this episode, you're about to find that out. So let's roll. Yeah, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Hey, look, here's how we're going to kick it off, just like this. I'm blind as hell, okay? <laughs> I'm blind as hell, and my real name is Jerry, but uh, my family members call me Jay, for short. You know, some of my friends call me Jay, but me, I call myself Stone 100, and it started out as uh, JM Stone. You know what I'm saying? The M was for money. And the J was just for my name or just, you know, my nickname, J and Stone. I'm going to explain that to you a little later. But, okay, let me rewind you and take you all the way back. I was born in Mississippi, one pound, seven and a half ounces, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I was uh, born with a eye condition called retinopathy of prematurity. Some call it ROP, some call it RP for short. But, hey, man, listen here. I ain't done that much damn research on that shit Because I didn't give a fuck And still don't, guess what, give a fuck (laughs) You know what I'm saying So, you know, I embrace it for what it is But okay, so Being born blind You know, it has its challenges It has its up days, down days, tough days Easy days, good, bad Ins and outs, you know, days and nights You know, whatever, whatever, whatever But, uh <sighs> started school for me at about 5 years old, man. Look. I was learning how to be a man before I became one. And you know the daily survival skills on, you know, communicating with new people, new friends, uh, you know, just a lot of newness, you know? So, at 5 years old, I started the blind school in my state, my home state of uh, Mississippi. And, uh, you know, my first day at the school, you know, I was in the dorms. It was okay. It was cool. It was fine. You know, hey, shit, I barely remember what the fuck I did. But one thing that I did remember very vividly was, uh, my mom was leaving. She was walking out the dorm and she was crying and, uh, she was passing my left I was standing in the door, and she was passing me on the left side. And she was crying on her way out the door. I didn't remember a hug. I didn't remember a kiss goodbye. I didn't remember none of that. And so I'm just going to say I didn't have it. I mean, if I did, I did. You know, if I didn't, I didn't, you know. But that's when it started for me. So, (sighs) school was hard. And what made school hard was because... I didn't have 110% of mama. I didn't have 110% of father. I didn't have 110% of family. I had 110% of staff members who got paid to watch us and help us grow and make sure we're safe. And there were some who did it for the money. There were some, well very few, who did it for the job and the passion, but more of them did it for the fucking money. You know, you can tell who's for the money and who's for the passion and the love for whatever job or whatever career path they're on or whatever they're doing. You can tell who love it and you can tell who just doing it because, hey, I want that check. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, that's how things was for me in the beginning of school. And yes, I started kindergarten at the blind school and I graduated the blind school. But uh, I'll tell you a little couple things between kindergarten and 12th grade. So, I'm going to keep it real with myself and real with you. I flunked 5th and I flunked 7th grade. But if I didn't tell you that, you would have never known. So, here's how it happened. So, before 5th grade, you know... I was one of the kids that, you know, I always would get in trouble, always acting out, always doing crazy, crazy shit as a kid, you know, from throwing things, of course, from starting fights with other kids or kids starting fights with me, I was a bully, but when it started happening to me, yeah, I didn't like it, and you know how that works out, but anyway, um, so time passes, and I'm in my fifth grade year, now... The school had ended up launching a program. I don't remember the name of that program. But, you know, I call it now that I understand the method of the madness, you know, after graduating the school and being out of that some bitch for a good while, <laughs> you know, I call it the guinea pig program. And uh in this program they put us, they put a certain amount of students under testing where we had to do what's called sight words and vocabulary words and we had to do reading and you know different things like that and um, with this program they held a couple students back to run a test to see if these kids including myself was on their appropriate reading and or spelling level and uh, I end up testing way above you know the norm for the test I end up being in fifth grade um, testing on a seventh grade level but by my 7th grade year, um, I I played around my first year. I really played around, didn't do no work, didn't care about anything, didn't give two flying fucks about nothing, and I flunked. I fucking flunked. I really did. I flunked. I flunked. And, yeah, I said it, bitch. <laughs> I flunked. And so that was that. And uh, moving on up my ninth. 10th, 11th, and 12th grade year, I'm still getting in trouble, still getting into some serious shit, you know, so serious that, uh, you know, almost, you know, it almost cost me my freedom, I would tell you that, that's all I'm gonna say, and that's all I'm gonna leave it as, but, um, no murders, no nothing like that, but because it was state property and I, you know, did some on state property I wasn't supposed to do, it was a major thing, but, uh, anyway, Uh, my ninth through 12th grade years, it was hard because like I said, I was always getting in trouble. I was always just doing all kind of crazy, crazy shit. I've never been a dumb kid. I always was very smart, just didn't apply myself. So after that, you know, after graduating, I just, you know, just went on about my life and did my thing. And, you know, here I am with y'all today to live and tell about it. So, you know, I did all that through school while being blind. While going through, you know, the ups and downs, ends and out of being depressed and being angry about my blindness. And with depression for me, it didn't strike me with uh, lonely nights and crying days and, you know, countless hours of emotional distress and shit. No, I I acted out in anger, man. I was mad. I used to get angry at people. Just because they asked me, hey man, what's wrong with your eyes? Why are your eyes looking like that? You know, you know, uh, why you got glasses on or, you know, why you, why you, uh why one of your eyes look like it's always closed, you know, uh, you know, I, you know, shit like that. But then, you know, after, I don't know when, but after I started embracing my visual impairment, my blindness and such, you know, I started to learn more about it and uh I learned that you know it's not hereditary so no my kids won't get it if I have any and you know it's it's not contagious (laughs) it's not contagious man so going into details about my blindness um I can't see anything out of one of my eyes and out of the other eye I can only see lights colors and shadows so, what does that mean? That means, you know, I can't see an ugly face, a pretty face. I've never seen my mom's face, nobody in my family's face. I never seen my own face. But, you know, I can see a big ass when there's some bitch swanging by. <laughs> nah, I'm just playing, man. Nah, I can't see no woman booty, man. But, uh,. You know, what I can see is her heart. What I can see is her emotions. What I can see is her mental. That's because with me being the kind of person I am, I don't care about what they look like. Because I can't see what they look like. But what I can tune into is what they say and how they say it. You know, what their tone paints. The color of their tone. Their voice. You know, things like that. I can really, 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 really tune into that. You know, so, you know, that was that. That, that's how that is for me. You know, like, let's let's put it in perspective like this. Here. So, you right here. You right there. Yo, you motherfucker. I'm talking to you. Yeah, yeah, you hear me? Right here. <laughs> Listen, man, I'm going to tell you like this here. I'm just bullshitting. Don't take it so serious. Get out your feelings, man. It's, it's, it's all right. It's okay. Just shoot the shit. Just kick back and relax. But anyway, you can look at a woman, right? Or you can look at a man. And fuck it. You can look at a person. And you can see that this person has a smile on their face this person has a good glow in their eyes and they look perfectly fine to you. But for me, you know, I'm listening to this person's voice. So I'm paying attention to how they color their tone, how they paint certain words, how they use their words to paint certain pictures or to illustrate a scenario, whatever the case may be. And you may hear, "Hey, how y'all doing? I'm all right today, you know. Let's let's have fun." Da 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 da. Okay, yeah, you may hear that person saying that. But me, I hear, hey, y'all, I really don't want to be here. I'm hurting, I'm sad, and, you know, I'm just going to put a smile. I'm going to put a good-looking picture on a broken frame, you know. And that's what my vision allows me to understand and allows me to see. Now, with me being blind, no, I don't have any supersonic hearing or a supersonic touch, or a super smell, or a taste, or nothing. It's just that because one sense is gone, all the other senses are not necessarily enhanced per se, but they are tuned into a lot more. You know, you can hear something fall. You know that's quite loud, but I can hear something fall that's quite quiet. Like you may not hear a pen hit the floor, but I may hear that pen hit the floor and go exactly where that pen has fallen and pick it up you may hit hear the pen hit the floor and you may look around a little bit and try to find it with your eyes you know and then you know pick it up but me you know, i was blessed to you know have the ability to you know echolocation and find what i need to find using my ears and smell and things like that you know but uh with that being the case that's that about the blindness And school, you know, that's it. I was, you know, very angry, very upset, and it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. So, let's talk about my home. Now, I wasn't home a lot. I was not at home a lot. I always was at school. Ninety-eight percent of the time. No, ninety-nine. Let's okay. Let's just say anywhere from ninety-five to ninety-nine percent of the time, I was at school. You know, I was at school. I did participate in sports. I did track and field. I did wrestling. I did um, what that shit called top soccer. Um, oh shit, that's about all I can remember. Yeah, that's all I did. That's all I did. I just did track, wrestling, and soccer. And you know, with those sports, you know, um, they had bells in the ball so you can hear the ball if it's coming towards you. Um, we're wrestling We did what's called a touch start That way we touch hands um, And then when the whistle blows We just start wrestling each other And track You know they had one person standing on the finish line And they would clap or blow a whistle Or they would start talking Or they would shout They would make a sound So that we can run toward the sound You know I tell people all the time man Sound is my life Sound is my life You know But anyway, um, I'm getting off track here. Let's take it to home. Now, at home, like I said, I didn't spend a lot of time there. I only spent about one full 24-hour day at home. And that was only on Saturdays. Because on Sundays, I would get on the bus about anywhere from 3 o'clock p.m. to 3.30 p.m. And we would drive around... Um, the state of Mississippi, in in designated areas that the school would tell the drivers to go to. And we would pick up students that would be uh, going to school or going to the dorms. And uh, I wouldn't get to the campus until anywhere from 7 o'clock p.m. to 7.30 p.m. So, as early on Sundays I would get on the bus at three o'clock PM and at the latest I would get on the bus at seven thirty PM. And you know that was that I mean I would get off the bus. i sorry if I didn't say that. I I would get off the bus, you know, at seven thirty PM. But anyway, that's how that was. That went on until graduation. <coughs> yeah, I cleared my throat, motherfucker. <laughs> but anyway, um, that went on for some time, man. It went on for some time, and it really did have an uh, effect on me because I got, I got tired of homeschool, homeschool, homeschool. You know, I, you know, I wanted more time at home. I wanted more time at home. But uh, you know, it is what it is, and it happened how it happened, and I'm here to talk about it. And uh, so that was on Sundays while I we get on the bus at three. Get off the bus at the dorms around seven thirty. So from 7 30 until 6 o'clock monday morning from 7 30 p.m sunday night to 6 o'clock in the morning i would be at the dormitory at school and uh, i would get up at 6 in the morning each morning monday through friday i would get up and uh, brush my teeth, wash my face, take care of my hygiene, and eat breakfast around about 7 o'clock until about 7.30. And uh, <clears throat> excuse me, be ready for school about 8 o'clock. So here's that situation. Now, you hear me mentioning dorms and schools, right? So think about a small, small community college campus. That's the type of school that I was already in. So, living on campus was nothing for me. Never has been for me. Being away from home uh, has always been easy for me because I had to start at such an early age. And, uh, you know, but it did have my, my spider senses tingling and angry and all upset and all out of whack and shit like that. You know, a little kid, five years old learning how to be a man and learning how to survive on things without even realizing what he doing until you know it's already done type shit. That's what that was. But anyway, I would get on the bus uh on Fridays at about one o'clock anywhere from one o'clock to 1 45 PM to go home and I wouldn't get off the bus from anywhere from uh, about five o'clock to about six fifteen PM at uh Friday afternoon. So a lot of my time was spent at school or on the bus. And I only got a full 24 hours, like I said, uh, on Saturdays at home. And even then I had to do chores, had to clean up, had to take the trash out. You know, I lived a pretty normal life, you know, just doing it while blind. You know, I I did get my ass whooped from getting in trouble. I did put my mom through a lot of shit. And, uh, you know, growing up for me, it was very tough. I won't say I had, you know, I was neglected or anything like that, nah, but I did get my ass whooped so much so I felt like it. But as I got older and grew, I realized that, you know, I only got my ass whooped because I put myself in positions to get an ass whoop in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm pretty sure that's what every kid did. And it's all about growing up, you know. If you don't get popped on your backside or popped on your hand every now and again, or, you know, Whatever your parents do to discipline you, if you don't get that every now and again, how are you going to learn what not to do or what to avoid when you are growing your wings and you're flying out of the nest? But anyway, uh, I want to tell you about depression. So for me, in my teenage years, I was depressed. I was angry. My depression was anger. My depression, it wasn't It wasn't a, uh, it, it wasn't, I didn't get nurtured. I wasn't nurtured not even from in in home, I wasn't nurtured in my home, not to, you know, say my mom was a bad mother, or my father was a bad father, but damn, you know, they were young when they pushed me out, you know, when they decided to fuck and produce me, you know, so I understand, so, you know, by me growing up and acting out and being so angry all the time, I realized that, you know, a lot of that shit came from me resenting my my parents, I was very angry at my parents in my teenage years as well, my adolescence as well, I was very angry at them, because why me, why the fuck I gotta go through this goddamn shit, why the fuck am I going to school, why the fuck am I doing this bullshit away from y'all, why the fuck am I seeing my siblings go to school and then come back home again, but I gotta go to school and then come back to this, this damn dorm and deal with these stupid ass people, you know, I, don't, I wanna call my mama, I want to da-da-da-da-da-da type shit, you know that's what my mind was growing up a lot you know my mind was always there at times you know I would just do shit and get in trouble and shit just to get attention just to grab that attention you know so I got it I got it I didn't want it how I got it but my ass was raw on Fridays and you know I had to do a lot of extra cleaning up from scrubbing baseboards to cleaning under the tables and you name it, I did it. You know, you name it, I did it. You know, um, I, I I can't say I got on the roof and cleaned the shingles, <laughs> but shit, I will tell you, I cleaned ceiling fans. I, I I had to do all that when I got in trouble after I got my ass whooped. And you know, it, you know, doing that stuff it taught me how to value and appreciate, you know, the things that I have here in my home, and it taught me how to take care of not only um, my materials but it taught me how to take care of myself such as you know my skin my clothes you know i take care of my skin i do a skin routine i also uh, iron and or press my own clothes i wash my own clothes uh, and due to my light perception i can match sometimes sometimes i can't and when on days where i can't match um you know i call for assistance and such you know on uh Nowadays we got the Facetime and shit, so I used to Facetime and do all or Google Meets or whatever the fuck you want to call. It. I use that shit. Um, but um, with my eye condition, some colors I can see, some colors I can't, or not necessarily can't, but I get them confused. Like if I put green and blue side by side, no matter the shade of each color. I can't tell which color is which until someone points it out. But I can definitely tell the green of my fucking money. <laughs> I can tell the green of my money. But, uh, you know, and uh, navy blue and black. Um, they both look black to me. It's all black to me shit. And uh, if I put a pearly white and a uh, off-white beside each other, that pearly white, I'm going to be able to pick that up because to me that color is obviously brighter and, uh, off-white is, you know, to me, it looks beige, or like a grayish type color to me, but anyway, that, that's here and all that with that, um, let's see what else I want to tell you, Okay. okay, 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 check this out, now, you know me from this podcast by Stone 100, but my real name is Jerry, you know, my real name is Jerry, and like I said, you know, um, my family members call me Jay or, you know, for a nickname, they call me Jay. And, you know, things like that. My friends call me Jay sometimes or Stone. But I'm going to tell you the history of Stone 100 and how it happened. So, one day, um, I was about 11, 12 years old. As far back I can remember, uh, I was in the game room at the dorm with some of my friends. And we were rapping and rapping and rapping and rapping. And I was calling myself J.M. Stone at the time. That's J.M. Stone. M stood for money at the time. And J was just either for just J or J. I don't know. But I knew what the M for. The M was for money. And uh, my homeboy busts in the room and he says, uh, Yeah, we know you got that motherfucking name. Uh, what'd he say? Yeah, we know you got that fucking name from a nigga named J.M. Stone. And I'm like, oh, shit, he dissed my ass, kind of, you know, and, you know, I'm like, oh, well, that's somebody else, night. well, shit, let me change it up, so time went by, and it was J-Stone, and then, you know, more time went by, and it just was Stone, and then time went on by, and it was just Stone 100, that's, and I stuck with that, I like that, and so, let me tell you, Stone 100, it's not affiliated with any gangs, no mobs, no streets, no none of that, because as I told you before, I was always a school kid, I was a kid in school that would get in trouble, I know some people in the streets, you know what I'm saying, but I can't tell you anything about the streets, because I'm not cut like that, I'm not built like that, don't want to be built or cut like that, because it's not for me, kudos to those who do the motherfucking shit, if that's your cup of tea, that's your cup of tea, but I don't got to drink out your cup because, first of all, you drink behind a motherfucker that's nasty. It's <laughs> sick, man. It's sick, sick, bitch. <laughs> but anyway, um, stone E one zero zero is actually an acronym. And what that is, is S stands for standing up for honesty. To me, that means standing up for what you believe in, standing up for being real, being true with nobody but yourself first because how the fuck you gonna do all that you know what I'm saying for somebody else but you ain't doing it for yourself and t stands for time never wasted now i'm not finna waste your time and i'm not gonna let you waste my fucking time yeah it's just point blank yeah it's just point blank man ain't yeah, no 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 if ands ors buts about that and the o stands for observing every opportunity before me now Here's where it gets real, 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 real for me. Because, as you know, I can't observe things with my eyes. So, I observe things from smell, touch, taste, and or listening. Now, here's a scenario. If I'm walking in a business or I'm walking in an airport because, yes, I do fly. Yes, I do take the train, the bus, and everything else in between. Yes, I do. You know, if I'm traveling... You know, I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to communicate. Just simply communicate. Because that's all it takes. Just communication. Blind or not blind. Talk. Get yourself out there. Advocate for yourself. Because nobody can be your megaphone for you but you. Nobody can be your public service announcement for you but you. You know? Even if your tongue get cut out today. You know? hope that don't happen. And I'm just bullshitting you know, don't take it serious, I'm just talking my shit, but anyway, even if your tongue, get, man, fuck that shit, even if your motherfucking tongue get cut out, or if you eat some bad pussy and your tongue fall off, and you can't never talk no more, you can use different cues and sign language and just different things to communicate effectively, you know, but you got to communicate with yourself before you're able to communicate with other people, communicate effectively with self first, but anyway, That's all it takes when I'm walking into a business area and um, taking care of my business and shit like that. I'm going to talk to people. I'm going to get what I came for. I'm going to get what I paid for. I'm going to get what the fuck I deserve. I'm not going to waste your time, my time, and I'm going to get the fuck out the way. It's just that fucking plain and just that fucking simple. Now, if I'm going to go in a business and, Hey, motherfucker, where the hoes at, bitch? Hey, and shake that ass, bitch. Yeah, yeah, I do that too. I do that shit too, but I only do that shit when I'm comfortable around friends and family. And even then, sometimes I just be quiet and I observe what's in front of me or behind me or on the sides of me. I observe the environment before I just start, you know, letting my hair hang. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. But uh, the N, the N stands for never allowing negativity to affect me. And now, I brought up depression several, 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 several times. And I said uh, something about depression several times because here is where the end comes into play for me. I used to be negative. I used to beat myself up. I used to beat myself up, beat people up, get beat up. You know, I'm going to keep it real with y'all because I want to be open with y'all and and, and, and be real. I, I got to be real with myself first. You know what I'm saying, so I gotta keep it real with you, if I'm real with myself, that's that bullshit, you gotta keep it 100, man, but anyway, the end is what it is, man, you know, listen, never allowing negativity to affect me, I really was in a bad place with all that anger and animosity, You know, I was in a home where my mom was angry a lot. She fussed and yelled about things. And, you know, as I got older, of course, I understood, Mom. And, you know, sometimes I've grown to understand that sometimes when a person is fussing and yelling and screaming, sometimes, in some instances, they're not trying to hurt nobody. They just try to express the scars that they haven't healed from. And I understood, Mama, when I became that way, when I became the person that was fussing and yelling like a little bitch, you know? And let me tell you something, fellas. It's okay to express yourself. And let me tell you something, ladies. It's okay to express yourselves, too. You know, we're human. We are human. Tear ducts are there for a reason. Counselors are there for a reason. Motivation is a thing. You know, mental health is a thing, emotional wellness is a thing, social, great social skills is a thing, it is a thing, it is a fucking thing, so, like I said, man, in my home, my mom was angry about certain stuff, and she would be mad, and, even man, look, man, my mama would get mad about a piece of paper on the floor, we didn't clean it up right, I'm not talking about fussing her ass off, but, you know, Yes, I would get angry about that on Saturdays and go home and get yelled at the first that Not only about, you know, what I did at school if they called my mom or whatever, but also about, you know, what my mom was dealing with, you know. Um, that didn't help my anger. That didn't help my depression. You know, it didn't help it. It just fed it. And uh, with my father, you know, he was not around. Let's just be blunt. Let's keep it real. He was not there. He was not around. He was... Uh, he was not as active as i needed him to be but he was as active as now i know he could be you know what i'm saying uh, or he 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 was he was active but not enough you know i i can't tell you when my father was there for me as a child but i can definitely tell you as an adult now my father has given me some of the best advice and really 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 given me some things to go off of and really have given me some pointers and you know, things about life that I never thought I'd be able to hear from my father. But uh, you know, he he really, 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 really did show me how to keep the goal alive, keep the dream alive by no matter how many times life kick you on your ass and beat you up, you know, keep getting up, keep trying, and you know, forgive yourself for your mistakes and forgive others for theirs and, you know, Just be a forgiving spirit, you know, even through yourself, too. You know what I'm saying? That way you can free yourself. That way you can free your mind, free your spirit from evil, free your heart from treachery. You know what I'm saying? Things like that. And even with mama, you know, know, I had to forgive mama, too, because there were some things that I thought I could never forget. But because you forgive and forget, you know, you forgive and forget. You know, you pray about it. You know, ask for forgiveness, repent, and, you know, move on through life. Because guess what? How I believe is if there is a heaven, we all going to go. If there is a hell, we all going to be there. You know? Yeah, that, that's that's what I feel. But uh, the father figure for me was my grandfather. You know, there was not one time I couldn't go to him and ask him any question. And I felt embarrassed or ashamed or afraid. My grandfather really 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 made me feel good uh, as a as a man you know he really really made me feel good as a boy he really gave me the key to explore myself my mental and emotional perspectives and he really did a damn good job and he's still kicking to this day too as a matter of fact both my grandmas are still living on my mom and my daddy's side you know you know, my grandfather uh, still living on my mom's side. Uh, things like that. You know, my grandfather on my dad's side, he passed away and stuff like that. You know, you know. Uh, so I got an angel in the sky. You know, and a couple more family members fell off the wagon. But uh, you know, you know, I'm I'm blessed. I can't even lie. But uh, let me tell you this one story. So me being an eight year old at the time, you know, I um I got up on the uh, chair To grab something I was doing something I wasn't supposed to be doing But I ended up getting on the chair in front of the closet Reaching up on the shelf And I did something I wasn't supposed to do And I reached in my granddad's um, suitcase And I grabbed What I know now was a condom But at the time I am like granddad what's this And he said hey, it's for women I said what He said it's for women I said it's for women What did, What they do with it uh, boy, put that shit up, <laughs> you know, I'm like, what is it, oh, a, a condom, I'm like, oh, what that is, and you know, he explained it to me then, I'm pretty sure, but I'm eight, nine years, old. I didn't know, didn't give a damn, and I'm like, oh, I'm just being a nosy kid, you know, and things like that, and, uh, you know, that that's how that went. And uh, let's move on to the E because we didn't spend a lot of time on E and shit and back and forth. Like I said, you know, it is what it is. But the E stands for everyday trying to live, everyday surviving, trying to get through another day just like you. You know, trying to make sure I keep my head above water just like you, trying to get through a full 24 hours in one piece. Making sure that when I step outside of my home, I walk back inside of my home in one piece. And where do you get that from? How do you do that? Well, speak positivity into yourself, you know. Embrace your negativity. But don't let that negativity guide you. Never let fear guide you. Because if you do, fear is going to pay you back with a bungee cord. And if you've ever been connected to a bungee cord or you know what a bungee cord does, you stretch it out. The more you stretch it out, the tighter that rope or that cord gets. And, you know, when you relax and, you know, relax the cord or relax the uh, elasticity in the band or the rope, whatever you got, you know, it's going to spring you back to the beginning. It's going to throw you back where you came from. That's the bungee cord. So that's the fear, I mean never let fear control your footsteps so you're not going to get that far or if you do get far it's going to always seem like it's harder than what it really has to be because you are afraid you are fearful so every day try to live do the best that you can do be the best that you can be and if you need anything don't hesitate to communicate communicate don't ever stop communicating once you stop communicating, even with yourself, that's when you give up. That's when the when the uh, spirit of giving up flies in and, and pecks your fucking soul out, you know. Uh, and last but not least, 100. The 100. That means just keeping it real with you so I can keep it real with me. I got to keep it 100 with myself first and then I'm going to keep it 100 with y'all. That's why I told y'all about me flunking. That's why I told y'all about my depression. That's why I told you about my eyes and how my mom and my father was and things like that. Because I got to keep it 100 with, you know, self first. No, I'm not going to dive into any type of explicit detail of anything because I don't want nobody, you know, judging anybody. And I don't want to judge anybody and I don't want to seem like I'm trying to. You know, I'm just touching on little highlights, you know, that I want to touch on. Not what you want me to touch on, motherfucker. (laughs) But uh, let me be real, man. Look, listen. That's what STONE 100 stands for. That's the STONE 100, man. That's what it is. Now, listen. I'm going to tell you something. I have about four or five brothers on my dad's side and about two three sisters or something. And on my mom's side, I have one brother and one sister. And I am the oldest out of all of them. I'm the oldest, you know? I really am. I am 2 years older than the oldest girl. You know, and being the oldest and the blindest, <laughs> you know, it 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 has its challenges. It really does at times, you know, even now and even then, you know, it always has its challenges because You're looked upon as not only the blind one, but you're looked upon as the blind one with a lot of wisdom. You know, you're looked upon as the blind one who they call when they need you. And not saying I'll turn a a hungry belly away or inquiring mind away, but it does get difficult at times. But when those times become difficult, pray. Just that simple. Pray and uh, seek guidance. You know, even if you have to reach out to somebody who's older or younger even for me I had to reach out to some people who were older and some people who were younger you know if you gotta do what you gotta do you just gotta do what the fuck you gotta do man do what the fuck hey say it with me do what the fuck you gotta do repeat after me do what the fuck you gotta do for yourself yeah (laughs) that's right for yourself but yeah I'm the oldest uh, of all my siblings on both sides and uh, you know like I said, man, it is what it is with that. And, you know, that that's, that's fine. That's cool. That's okay. But, hey, listen. If you want to know anything more about me or you want to, you know, ask me questions a little bit more, uh, just reach out. Reach out to me. I will provide the details. And, uh, hey, until we talk next time, I'll see y'all soon. Be blessed, and hey, remember, welcome to the podcast of Free Real Talk with me, Stone 100, motherfucker. Hey, what up, man? Look, I want to come through and let you know I appreciate your time. I really do. I thank you for your time. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode with me, Storm 100, here on Free Real Talk Podcast. Uh, I know there's some things I forgot to say, some things I forgot to talk about, and uh, some things I forgot to mention all around. But anyway, if you want to know more and uh, keep in touch with me on a more personal level, you can always follow me on Twitter at Free Real Talk. That's F R E E R E A L T A L K. That's again Twitter at Free Real Talk, or you can find me on Facebook at Jay Stone. That's J-A-Y-S-T-O-N-E. And you want to put a space between the word J and the word Stone, and you can find me there. That's Twitter at Free Real Talk, Facebook on Jay Stone. And, hey, I'll leave some links in the description for you. And, uh, like I say, man, look, be blessed, be safe, and until next time, see you soon.